नमस्कार केमोनाचो टू ऑल लवली सुपर मदर्स वेलकम टू सुपर मदर अनलीश टूडेज गेस्ट इज वेरी स्पेशल नॉट ओनली बिकॉज शी इज अ सुपर मदर बट शी इज सुपर स्पेशल बिकॉज ऑफ अ वर्क शी इज अ लाइसेंस क्लिनिकल सोशल वर्कर एंड पेरीनेटल मेंटल हेल्थ काउंसिलर एंड शी अंडरस्टैंड the importance of better mental health of the family and mothers but why it is important i am not going to share more about it let's hear more from her today so i am going to welcome my guest miss ket today on my show hey ket welcome to my show hi soma i'm so happy to be here thank you for having me so you are working on so many things such as uh, postpartum uh, wellness center of boulder which you have been created in the year of 2007 and since when this all thing started going on in your head what did you use <laughs> to do earlier or if you can share that with our listeners yes such a good question so um so i live in boulder colorado in the united states and, and um I founded the Postpartum Wellness Center here many many years ago to create a space for the mental health support of new mothers and their families. But what's so interesting, Soma, is that I actually started my career thinking that I was going to be working with teenagers. Okay. And after graduate school, I spent some time working at an after school program where i was creating a counseling program for those teens in san francisco california but the teens didn't want to be in my office they did not want to be sitting with a counselor right but the mothers did the mothers really wanted to be getting good support and as soon as those moms got the kind of support that they needed their kids started actually doing better in school and having more success and so that really shifted my focus from ch- direct child mental health to maternal mental health knowing that when mothers and families get the support they need that their kids actually begin to thrive so that is sort of the entry way into okay. my maternal mental health work oh what kind of mothers are they are pregnant mothers they used to come to your uh, place or you know uh, who so are depressed or who are family like they have already delivered their baby they are going through with uh, depression because of no work they are just taking care of their baby at home so what kind of mothers they used to come to your place yeah it's such a good question so at that time mm-hmm. those were mothers with teenage children uh, those are mothers whose kids were older and oh. so i you know did some training and thinking about okay if if we know that when we get mothers of older kids support and their kids do better what if we got support for mothers early right what if we really supported those moms in the very beginning of their motherhood journey so that they didn't um you know have to wait until their kids were older to get the kind of support that they need so that was really my entry into that perinatal pregnant and postpartum mental health work was thinking about gosh so many women become mothers and don't really understand what it can look like or what it means to be taking care of themselves while they're taking care of their babies because all of the attention goes to the babies right 
And so my so my enter my entry into early maternal mental health started with mothers of teens and then sort of shifted back to that earliest stage so that we could get those mothers and families supported way before their kids were teenagers. Oh. Lovely thought, huh? I must say. It's it's just a process, <laughs> huh? It just starts and you know like when the right it time. It's such a process. Yeah. That's right. So how's your experience with the mothers like when they come to you? Yeah. So so it's really interesting, Soma. I feel really strongly <clears throat> that okay. if mothers are not well enough supported biologically so that means like their you know their physical bodies right biologically psychologically and socially mm-hmm. they're going to struggle with symptoms of depression and anxiety because as mothers as as humans but as mothers we really need to be tending to our body and our mind and our relationships in order to feel good right if we're not tending to those things we're not going to feel good and one of the things that happens when babies are born and women have young children is that all of the attention goes to the babies and the children and right. somehow it begins to feel like there's no time for me to take care of myself or if i am taking care of myself i'm somehow being selfish because i should be taking care of my kids and my babies And so what I find in the women and the mothers who come to see me at my at my counseling practice and through my my coaching work is that they're actually coming to me at a time when they feel so exhausted mm-hmm. and so depleted and maybe even angry and irritated and right they're they're just at a point where they're so empty because they've been giving and giving and giving that there's nothing it kind of feels like there's nothing else to give and so what can happen when we're in a stage like that is we can develop some mothers can de- begin to develop symptoms of depression and anxiety and that is really really the work i do is both in supporting moms who are already struggling with depression and anxiety and there are many 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 mothers who are in that category and also working with moms before they are like really clinically struggling so that we can help them get support so that they don't end up struggling with depression or anxiety but i think most of the work is really around helping mothers tell a different story a different narrative around what it means to be a good mother so that it includes taking care of themselves So what are the processes are there is that the consultation you give it to them or are there exercises and all like breathing exercises or kind of thinking thought process and all is those things are also you are giving or how how's that Yes yeah I believe really strongly in what I call everyday maternal mental health mm-hmm. so obviously if someone is really struggling sometimes a you know seeing someone for therapy or counseling is really important but i think that there are things that we can do as mothers every day be taking care of our mental health and that's where i sort of bring in what i call my my non-pharmaceutical prescription for mental health which just means that we're looking at the things that science and data tell us are really important for brain health and that includes things like sleep and nutrition, exercise, and drinking enough water and social support and um breathing and meditation and play and being in nature. So those eight things so much we know 
are really important for brain health. And so I think a lot of what I'm educating moms in is how can we do little small bits in those eight areas every day to take care of our brains, right? So that when we're parenting our children, which is stressful, <laughs> right? When we're parenting our children, we're right. more resilient to the stress that comes with mothering. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, see, nowadays everything is available in Google or you can just, you know, go and check all available. So, how is that your experience center is very different than the normal the details and all which they got it? Is is that the experience they are coming and, you know, getting from you and the vibe which you can give it to them, give it to a mother and that hope you can share that with the mothers that please you know there are pace don't be depressed so I, we are there yeah i want to make sure i'm understanding your question so is the question what do i offer that's different than someone could just find mm. on the internet is that mm. the question yeah. yeah it's yeah so one of the things that i think i offer moms who i work with it's really important mm. is sort of that safe secure space in mm. which mom can actually talk about the parts of motherhood that they don't like and that are hard and i think that there is a misconception that quote unquote good moms love mothering right. and i have yet to meet a mother who doesn't have many parts of mothering that she doesn't like right she loves her children right but the actual details and the logistics that come into mothering are not pleasant and not and even beyond not pleasant they really cause struggle for many many moms and so i think one of the things that i offer is a space for mothers to talk really openly and honestly about what their mothering journey looks and feels like and to be have a space where those moms are not going to feel judged and not going to feel like um someone is going to think they're a bad mother because they have those feelings. And that is really I think one of the things Soma that keeps a lot of mothers who are struggling with depression and anxiety from speaking up is they they worry that if they tell someone they're really struggling, that person will judge them as being a bad mom. And I feel so strongly that that is not the case, right? That that we can love our children and be excellent moms and also be struggling with depression and anxiety. And so I think having a space where a mom can come talk about that and and work through some of the guilt or the shame or the discomfort that comes with being able to say out loud I'm not happy I'm mm -hmm. having a hard time is really important. I think I'll also add that one of the things that gets in the way of self-care and motherhood, right? That term self-care is used all the time, almost too much. We don't even know what it means anymore. Self-care, self-care. We're like, "Ah, oh, you know, what does that mean?" And I think a lot of people have sort of a it's hard for some women to take care of themselves in the way that they need to to be really mentally and physically healthy and well because of this sort of idea that self-care is selfish, right? That if I'm turning the focus back to myself instead of towards my children that's not okay and that's wrong and that's you know means that i don't care about my kids i care about myself more than my kids right there's all kinds of 
stigma and stereotypes and misconceptions around self-care. And I think one of the things that I get to do in my work that I feel so strongly about is really helping mothers understand that when they take care of themselves, they are taking care of their children, Mm -hmm. right? That what our children need most is for us as their mothers to be mentally and physically healthy and well so that we can show up for them the way that we want to, right? And so every time a mother does something for herself that brings joy or does something for herself that feels good or does something that tends to her own need, she is in des- by design taking care of her kid at the same time. And so I think that one of the things that I get to offer that Google doesn't, right, that the internet doesn't, is conversation about those things. Right. <laughs> the space where they can go and share their heart out. Yes, they feel about right. them. Yes. That's right. And, you know, we have a term in, in therapy, in psychotherapy. The term is name it to tame it. And really, it's so interesting how much better we begin to feel when we begin to talk about the things that we're struggling with, right? Name it to tame it. So when we keep all that in our minds, those thoughts and ideas and feelings get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, right? But when we begin to talk about them with someone that we trust, we start to feel better pretty quickly. So that to me feels like motherhood is so complicated it is a gigantic job we are raising little people <laughs> right, right. To, to be adults and it is not a job that we need that we anyone should be taking lightly and it's a hard job and so i think um, having someone to talk to about all of the challenges and struggles in that work of being a mom is so important so kate how important is mother's mental health i'm going to ask you again this question and one more is there additionally with that is what do you think about this word called the healthy mind of a mother what do you think like when it's become a healthy mind of a mother or there is no no parameter about it like what do you think about it if you can explain that yeah well I'll answer the first question first why is maternal mental health why is the mental health of a mother so important so you know the leading cause of child mental health challenges of children's depression and anxiety is maternal depression and anxiety. So one of the things that we know is that a healthy attachment, a secure attachment between a mother and her child is so important for child healthy child development, right? And so if a mother is struggling in herself, right, with depression or anxiety or some other sort of mental or physical challenge that distracts her. I mean, you know, I've struggled with anxiety, you know, throughout much of my younger life and when I was feeling anxious, I couldn't focus on anything else, right? When we're feeling depressed and anxious, we can't focus on anything else. And so, if a if a mom is not healthy, she actually can't show up for mm-hmm. her child with the stability and consistency patience and unconditional love and you know all of those things that children need from their mothers to to be healthy and well if a mom is struggling with depression and anxiety that's really hard to do you know we have these this term i know you've heard it before but we have this term put our put your oxygen mask on first when you're in an airplane have you heard that term before soma 
So if you're on, when, when you're traveling on an airplane, um, the flight attendants will talk about if, the, if something happens in the airplane and the airplane has to go down to the ground quickly, mm-hmm. oxygen masks will, yes. will cut, right? And the, yes. and the flight attendants will say to the parents on the plane, put your oxygen mask on first before you put the oxygen mask on your child. Right. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And they, right. Because if you put it on your child first and you pass out, you can't help your child. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So this is the idea of maternal mental health mm-hmm. and well-being is that we have to be taking care of ourselves first, mm. because if we are struggling with our mental health, we literally cannot show up for our kids mm. the way our kids need it to. So so we really think when I think about when I'm working with the mothers in my practice, in my work, I will often often say to those mothers, you know, you're not my only client. Your child is my client because by helping you develop better mental health, we're giving health and wellness to your child. Right. So if mothers are depressed and anxious and not getting the support that they need, it's quite likely that their children will begin to struggle with some emotional, psychological, social challenges. Does that make sense? It's amazing. Yeah. You're so good. Oh. I just <laughs> loving this conversation. You won't believe. I wish you should be here. I think in India soon. Well, you know, the beauty of the internet, Soma, is that we can work with people all over the world now, yes. right? Oh so my there goodness. you go. I'm so happy. And uh, your every word has made a great sense. I, you know, it has, it has so much more than the, only the words. It's much more than that. For a mother, I can, I know, can I will... feel that what you're telling me. Yeah. Yes. And sometimes it's so interesting, Soma. I'm curious, actually, as a mother yourself, mm. if you can relate to this. Sometimes yeah. we think to ourselves, mm. I love my child so much, mm. so, so, so much that I need to give everything I have to my mm. child, mm. right? And the question I ask my clients all the time is can you love your children enough to give to yourself, to give back to yourself? Can you love your children so much and mm. want them healthy so much that you're willing to begin to take care of yourself better? So it's a mindset shift, you know? It's a real change and shift in how we think about good mothering. But, you know, I've seen it all. I've seen mothers who take who are really healthy because they take really good care of themselves and they have healthy children and healthy relationships and healthy families. And I've seen many, many, many mothers who don't take good care of themselves and they're really struggling and their children are struggling and their marriages are struggling and their families are struggling, right? It's really interesting to look at the big picture of all of this. Now I can relate your words because sometimes when I'm frustrated or you know I'm, I'm really not in a good mood or something I, I feel like frustrated or yes. you know if something happens you know if my daughter is doing something I feel like yes. shouting on her so stable mental yeah. health is very very important for a mother it is mm-hmm. and I guess I want to add one point just so yes. that your listeners don't get the wrong message 
Mm. It's okay for us to get frustrated, right? Mm. I mean, I've never met a mother who doesn't get frustrated, <laughs> right? I mean, it kind of comes with the territory. But I think what we want mm. is to have those moments of being realizing, right? If I come home at the end of the day and I have had a hard, long day and I have not done a good job taking care of myself, maybe I didn't eat lunch. Right. Maybe I didn't get outside and get mm. exercise. Maybe I didn't sleep well the night before, right? If I come home and I've had a hard day and I am much more likely to your point to snap at my children or to lose my patience or to not be available to them, right? And that's that happens. Mm. But I think what we want for families is for those moments to be fewer right we want those moments are going to come and so but we don't want mothers to feel like that's the normal way right yes right mm. so or when we do snap at our children right that we're able to sort of come back 10 minutes later and say hey kiddo i am so sorry that i lost my patience i am not feeling very well today yeah. <laughs> so you know i it's not i i lost my patience because i haven't done a good job taking care of myself those conversations help our children understand that you know it's not their fault right that that we can take care of ourselves as mothers and they don't have to feel like they have their job is to take care of us so there's a lot of nuance and complicated pieces that come into this but i think i do want to just reiterate every mother is going to feel frustrated so it's yeah. not that we have to get to a place where we don't feel frustrated the question is when we feel frustrated do we have the capacity the brain health the mental health to manage our frustration or our irritability or our disappointment or anxiety and worry or our sadness do we have the brain health to manage that and take care of ourselves so that we don't keep losing our patience with our children mm. so when we talk about other mothers i would also like to hear from you about your motherhood journey kate please share Yes. Yes. So, I have a long history of anxiety. I come from a family where I was raised by two parents who loved me very, very much. They were very successful professional parents. Grew up in New York City, and they were really um loved me and my brother, but they were very anxious. And So I was very anxious as a child, right? Because I think I took on their anxiety as a child. So this is the other side of the reason I do my work, right? And so I grew up as a child with a lot of anxiety. I had a lot of panic attacks. I felt like I needed to be perfect all the time. And then I went to graduate school to be a clinical social worker and a therapist and I got pregnant with my first daughter and she it was a healthy birth she was a healthy baby but I was very anxious I had very significant postpartum anxiety after she was born so as a new mother with my daughter who's now 16 mm. I was worried about her and her well-being all of the time and I didn't sleep much and my husband and I were having a hard time because I was irritated and frustrated and scared a lot of the time um 
And I want to remind you and my listeners and your listeners that um, I was doing this work, right? So I think that's one important thing to remind folks is that anxiety and depression in new motherhood can happen regardless of how smart or educated or prepared you are to be a mother, right? Mm. A mother, and I still struggled with a lot of anxiety. So I got a therapist during that time. I started doing a lot of yoga. I started doing more meditation. Mm. Um, I worked with, I took medicine for a little bit for my anxiety because my anxiety had become um, really sort of critical. It was hard for me to enjoy mothering because I was so anxious. So I spent some time getting healthy and then um, I have really since that time made a huge commitment to myself to take care of my mind and body really in service of my children. I have two daughters and I and so I know that they may decide to be mothers someday and so I'm really wanting to model for them what it looks like to take care of myself so that I can show up for them the way I want to. My two daughters are now 15 and 13. Um, When my second daughter was born, um, I did not struggle with the same kind of postpartum anxiety that I did Mm. after my first. And I think in part that was because I really put into place some support and self-care that I hadn't done the first time around. Um, And now I'm in this funny stage where, you know, I moved through toddlerhood and young school age, and now my girls are teenagers. And I find that they are thriving. I mean, you know, they have their very normal, typical teenage challenges. I mean, Mm. who doesn't? Right. Mm, right. My ability to ride that wave with them, my ability to be resilient to their struggle. You know, I think one of the hardest things for me in motherhood, and I don't think I'm alone here, is watching my kids struggle, right? Watching my kids feel their own sadness or anxiety or worry. You know, as mothers, that is so painful when we see our children having a hard time. But I think that. One of the things I feel really strongly about as mothers is that our job is not to fix our children's pain all the time, that they, pain is a normal part of life, right? And that my job as their mom is to hold their hand and support them and help them think through their challenges so that they can learn that they can feel pain and have a hard time and still be okay right? Get through it, that they don't need me to fix it for them. And so I think a lot of my, you know, my own mental health work for myself has created a, a, a way in my own mothering where I can stay really steady with them, right? That they know they can come talk to me. They know that they can bring their challenges to me because they trust that I am going to be okay, that I'm going to be able to stay steady and help them think through things and that they don't need to worry about me if they're struggling, right? And so I now have these two beautiful teenage daughters um, who are doing well in school and they have great friends and they're they're thriving and I'm turning 50 next month and I feel healthier than I ever have. So I want to sort of, I guess my summary of my explanation to you is just wanting people to understand 
that I understand what it's like to struggle with anxiety and that I've sort of watched in my own life what happens for my kids when I begin to feel better, right? When I begin to feel better True. and I'm healthier, they do better, right? Yeah, they can experience that happiness from you. They can that's see right. on your face and they can say, oh, mama is so happy. I mean, that's, that's right. how the life is. That's right. So, <laughs> right. So, so I come home and I'm cheerful and I'm happy and I have more to give and I'm more patient and then they feel good to be around me. Right. Right. So, yeah. So, yeah. Now I have all this time on my hands because my teenage daughters really do not want me around that much. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I have more time on my hands now. Great. So, Kate, you are giving consultations also to mothers, you know, one-to-one yes. consultations and doing yes. one uh, online workshop and also running simultaneously this weekly podcast, which is Motherhood Uncut. That's How's right. that experience? How you're doing all this together, if you can share? Oh, well, I mean, it's funny. It doesn't feel that hard and mm-hmm. effortful. And I think in part, that's because I take such good care of myself, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, mm by it but yes the podcast um, motherhood uncut I'm doing with my one of my closest friends here who's also a psychotherapist and we're, we just talk about mothering our mothering journey and we talk about the things in motherhood that people don't always like talking about um, that is so fun for me so that's really enjoyable I have courses that I offer I do have a course that I'm launching in January called the healthy mom boot camp and this is three months um, with me where I'm going to be helping guide mothers towards more health and wellness biological psychological and social health and wellness so I hope people come join me there it's going to be really fun and I really do believe that after three months together moms are going to have what they need to feel healthy in their lives and then I do one-on-one coaching, which I love so much, which now I get to do with mothers anywhere around the world. And that work is really more personal and specific to each individual and really helping each mom carve their her own path towards health and wellness with, with the support that I get to give. And then I wrote this book, which you know, which is out now yeah. called Reinventing Supermom. Yeah. Um, and this is a book that is, it's, it's written for mothers in that first year after having their babies. So it's a a book that looks at gives encouragement and support and strategies to new moms who are really wanting to know how to take care of themselves um, early on in their motherhood. Yeah. So my next question is definitely all about your book, Reinventing Supermom. So listeners, I'm, I'm really happy to share that Kate has recently published a book called Reinventing Supermom where she speaks about the early transition of becoming a mother and gives support and encouragement to new moms who are feeling lost in the process. Kate, if you can share about, you know, more about that book. Yeah. So the book really mm-hmm. is an effort mm-hmm. to help mothers in the very beginning of motherhood to okay. understand what is required <laughs> <laughs> to be a quote-unquote super mother or super mom. I love that your podcast has the same name, right? So, so it really it's called reinventing super mom because I think we can believe that super moms do all of the things. They work. They take care of their kids. They keep the house clean. They do the shopping. They manage everything. 
and, and that they don't need to take care of themselves. And really reinventing Supermom is just saying, you know, you can all be Supermoms, but it has to start with you taking care of yourself first. And so the book contains short chapters written speaking directly to moms about different ways to do that in this mm -hmm. early stage of motherhood when we feel so overwhelmed and so tired and so unsure of ourselves. And so, you know, there is there are definitely chapters in the book that are written to those moms that are struggling already with depression and anxiety in that transition to motherhood. But there's also information really about prevention, right? What does it mm -hmm. look like to take care of yourself so that you don't end up struggling with depression and anxiety? That's amazing. There are so many things mothers can get it from that book. Yes, I hope so. I yes, hope so. definitely. This kind of books, you know, should be there uh, for the mothers because most of the time we can see pregnancy guidebooks and all. But this mental yes. health, why it is important? Why to start thinking about how important is that mental health since the pregnancy journey is really important before the child comes to this world? Yes. yes. Yeah. So Kate, what are uh, your future goals? Any further planning for the mother's well-being? Or I would also like to request you share some valuable tip for better mental health. Yes, I sure can. Um, mm. I'm seeing um, Soma that are, we're about to get cut off. Do you see that on your... Kate, what are your future goals? Any further planning for the mother's well-being? And I would also like to request you to share some valuable tip for better mental health. Yeah. Great questions. Um, future goals. I mean, Soma, that's such, that's such a good question. And mm. I think really what I want to be doing is just speaking with more moms, right? I, I think really what I love most about my work is having conversations like this, having conversations where we are talking about the importance of maternal mental health and encouraging mothers to begin to think about their own well-being even while they're taking care of little people um so i just want to do more of this i want to do more speaking i love the the courses that i teach that i run i think it's really exciting and fun to get mothers all together who are wanting to support each other in building more, more health and wellness um so i guess those are that's my immediate answer to your what are my goals as far as tips mm -hmm. Gosh, I, it's so interesting. I really come back to over and over and over the importance of mindfulness practice and meditation for our mental health, right? That, you know, I have this, I have two daughters and one of my daughters, my younger daughter is very, um, uh, I don't even know what the right word is, but she, you know, when I, when I lose my patience, she will be like, mama, you forgot to take your deep breath. <laughs> She like knows exactly how to remind me where I'm missing my own self-care. But for sure for me, Soma, having, having my daily, my day begin with quiet sitting where I am reconnecting with myself and breathing mm -hmm. really sets me up for a day where I have more connection to myself and I'm more able to breathe. I teach people that I'm working with this very simple breathing technique where it's a deep inhale and exhale, right? We know that when we breathe deeply, 
we bring more oxygen to our brains. So it's really important to remember that when we're stressed, we're usually not breathing very deeply. And so we need to remind our bodies to take deep inhales and deep exhales. But one thing that our nervous system really likes is when our exhale is just a little bit longer than our inhale. And so that a deep breath where you're breathing in for three and out for four, or in for four and out for five. I think what in my own life, when I have a stressful moment and I do five breaths like that, I feel calmer pretty quickly. So that's a really easy one because we're already breathing anyway, right? We might as well breathe in a way that settles our nervous system. Um, so there's one, there's one thought. Yeah. So when there is a mother who is pregnant and having mood swings constantly and simultaneously she is working also and because of that scenario they are frustrated in work and at home and when she get angry society said it's her problem she should eat the right food and keep quiet because yes. for the baby's better mental health and physical health what do you think about it kid Yeah, well, I think many things. One, I think society does a terrible job mm. taking care of mothers. Mm. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, when 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 a mom is working and pregnant and taking care of life at home. Mm. I mean, for one, I can't we can't expect those mothers to feel good all the time, right? And so I think it's really important that we take sort of the shame and blame away from how we talk to mothers about that. So, you know, in your example and the and society says it's your problem just eat more. It really dismisses the reality of what a big job it is for women, right? For 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 any mother and then for a mother who's also working, right? It's so it, it is the the responsibility and the job of being a woman and a mother in society is huge. So I think we need to offer so much more compassion and understanding to the inevitable mm. challenges that that's going to bring. I I don't, you know, it's interesting. I want to be really careful when I do my work and I know this is not what you were saying, but I want to be really careful about how I talk about it so that the 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 takeaway is not quote unquote just eat better right because that sort of again dismisses the reality of how hard it is how hard it is to eat well when you have a job and you're taking care of a family right <laughs> and so it's, it's it's all so much easier said than done and hmm. i think life in general is stressful especially now the world as it is now right when we have pandemics and we have global yeah. devastation and we have wars and we have all these challenges that the 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 planet is going through that you know we need to recognize i think that if we want to be able to keep standing on our own two feet we actually do have to eat better right we do have to move our bodies we do have to drink water we do have to learn how to breathe we do have to get enough sleep. We do have to focus on strong relationships, right? Because those things are like our life raft. They're the things that help keep us afloat. But I do think that society in general needs to do a better job 
supporting our mothers in getting those things, right? Right. Get you are a mother of two daughters, and I'm sure they love the food you cook. So this time we are going to talk about the recipes what you cook for your two daughters. Rather, I can say because they are the older one now, and uh, yeah. so if you can share those recipes, like at least one which they love to eat, and what is that? Yeah, well, this is a funny question for me, Soma, because uh-huh. I was raised by a mother who worked full time that did not cook really at all for our family, yeah. and I did not cook for a long time. So <laughs> the question assumes that I am a fabulous cook. And I will tell you that I have learned to love cooking, okay. but it does not come naturally to me. It is not sort of in my DNA to do a lot of cooking. But that said, I do cook um, quite a bit for my family. And mm-hmm. you know, here in my house, we do not eat a lot of meat. Um, my husband and my youngest daughter are both vegetarians, and so. Oh. We eat mostly plant-based food um, here at our house. I make a lot of soups and stews. We do a lot of bean soups and bean stews. Um, I my da- one of my daughter's favorite things that I make them is homemade tomato soup and grilled cheese sandwiches. That is a favorite here in our house. Okay. Um, and. Um, Yeah. So, you know, we do a lot of soups and salads and um pastas and I am remiss to say I don't have some fabulous recipe to share with your listeners because maybe that is a good actually maybe what I can remind your yeah. listeners in a moment That's is fine. that That's fine. I I've sort of decided in my world mm-hmm. that making easy dinners mm-hmm. makes everybody happy. Right, that's true. So while cooking, whatever you are making at home, what do you keeps in mind? Is that the taste or the nutritional value? Which one you give oh. more importance? Oh, great question. Um, that's a great question. I, I am really committed to feeding my children healthy food. So we eat mostly whole food, plant based um, fish. We do a bunch of fish here. Um, And I don't think that I would probably err on the side of nutrition over flavor. But again, Soma, that's because I don't really know how to make food taste good. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I'm going to come to your house for dinner some night, and you can teach me how to cook flavorful, Please, healthy. Anytime, anytime. <laughs> but, but it's it's amazing. See, you have you have. You know, it's a, a, it's a strong feeling or strong uh, confession that okay, I don't know, I don't know how to cook, but whatever I'm making for my kid, it's tasty and has lots of nutritional value. Yes, yeah. yes, I think so. I yeah. think it's so interesting. I think I like to experiment with new mm. recipes. I, yeah. I can follow recipes, and I mm. really enjoy. Mm. My youngest daughter loves cooking with me, and so mm. we're. We definitely play around in the kitchen, um, but I'm still learning. You know, yeah. I'm still learning how to cook. Wow! So last but not the least, today get any special message to those mothers for their mental health who are pregnant or they are thinking of becoming mothers. What's the one thing they need to keep in mind for better mental health throughout the process, which can help their body and mind to be relaxed and at the same time energetic. 
Oh, it's such a good question. I have two answers for you. Mm. One is to listen to your bodies. You know, I think that we tend as women to start to not feel well and then to plow through, right? To keep working hard, even when we're beginning to not feel well, whether that's mentally or physically. And I think one of the best things we can do for ourselves and our family is to listen to our bodies more, right? To take those early messages about needing more rest or needing to eat because we're hungry or being thirsty and needing to drink water or needing to say no to something instead of saying yes because we're feeling overwhelmed already, right? I think really learning how to listen to the earliest signs that we are getting depleted is really important. Um, and then what I often coach the mothers I work with on is before you do something to take care of someone else, do one thing for yourself. So before you start cooking lunch for your children, drink a glass of water, right? Before you go to pick up your children from school or maybe it's on the way, go stand outside in the sun for just one moment, right? Really right. simple, easy things that kind of you fill yourself up first before giving to someone else. Again, that's that sort of put your oxygen mask on first metaphor. I think that's actually a really useful way to stay healthy, right? Because then if we're doing that, we don't find ourselves too depleted at the end of the day. Right. That's great. That's amazing. It was a superb conversation with you, Kate. I, I'm so happy to begin to, to start my day with you today, Selma. Oh, that's amazing. Your way of looking towards mental health and why it is important for mothers and families has given me a different dimension to think all together. So lucky to have you on my show. Thank you so much oh, for coming. I'm so lucky to be invited. Thanks for having me. I look forward to talking more with you. Oh, that's amazing. Yes, definitely. Definitely. So with that, we have come to the end of this episode. And please do share this podcast with your friends, your colleagues and all the mothers in your network. I would also like to request all my listeners to please share your thought, views, feedback about today's episode. And if you have any topic on which you want me to cover on my podcast, please write to me. Would love to receive your comments. I will see you next week. Till then. Bye bye.